down at the bottom of the page. Isaiah 49 one says, Listen, O owls, unto me, and hearken, ye people from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name. Now, I know this is talking about the nation of Israel and how did God birth them and God brought them out of Egypt and so forth. But the principle is still there because it says the same thing about a man named Jeremiah. Look at the top of the page, the next page. Called for a purpose. Now, once you've trusted Christ as Savior, you have eternal life. Now you're going to heaven, but it ain't over. Why? I'm not there yet. So if I'm still here, then God must have a purpose for me living here. And as I told you before, if you've got a pulse, you've got a purpose. If you've got a pulse, so that I'm not real sure. Well, if you didn't have one, you would be what? You'd be dead. So since you have a, a pulse, you've got a purpose for living. And you need to understand what the voice of God has to say. What does the word of God say about God called me to live like this? And God called me to think like this. And God called me to do this with my time. And God called me to support missions. And God called me to go to church. And God called me. And you'd be surprised. God called. A lot of people don't listen. Why? Because they have no intentions of obeying God. Can you be a child of God and be a disobedient child of God? Yeah. Well, God didn't tell me that. Well, it's in the Bible. Well, I, just, I don't believe that. And there's people just don't, they deny the voice of God. You say, oh, I haven't been through the Bible a hundred times. Yeah, but has the Bible been through you? You don't know the Bible until you obey the Bible. If you're not obedient to the Bible, you don't know the book. It's not because you can quote the whole thing or how many times you read it through. You can't know the Bible until you obey the Bible. You can know about God, but you don't know God until you start obeying God. And that's why you find out what God is really like and what the Word of God says. You don't know if the Bible, well, well God will keep His Word or not. You never tried Him. About the love and the joy and the peace and all the things you can have and what God can do with you, you haven't experienced it yet. So this is uh, something I want you to see here. Look at the top of the page there. Whereunto He called you by our gospel to the obtaining of of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that word obtaining is not attaining. Like, I attained this by my works. I obtained it because of what Christ did for me. It's given to me. By our gospel, we want people to understand how they can have this free gift of eternal life. Look at the next verse. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace... You see, I heard the voice of God, and God says you're saved by grace. I heard that. You see, it must be a little Scottish in me when I thought it was free. It didn't cost me anything. There's no tricks, no gimmicks. And therefore, I heard what it said. That's the voice of God. God's word is God's mind on paper. So when you read the word of God, you're listening to the voice of God. This is what God wants you to know. So are you listening? Are you paying attention? Because if you listen to the word of God, it will change your life. And if it doesn't change your life, you didn't hear him. You didn't hear him. You didn't hear what he really had to say. And that there's a price to pay for disobedience. Did you hear what he said? And to realize if you really believe that when I get to heaven, God's going to reward me for what I did. And I'm going to suffer the loss of what I could have had. And for all eternity, yeah, going to heaven is free. But what you have when you get there and how God may use you for eternity. Remember, we're immortal. 
forever. Praise, honor, and glory to those who served him. And to be able to, God says this, and if any man serve me, him will my father honor forever. This life is temporary, but it gets us eternal dividends. That's why it's so important. So God calls, but not everybody believes it. Look there at the next statement, called but rejected. It's not like, it's like not answering your phone. I just heard a phone ring, but I'm so glad nobody answered it. When I first came here, I told them right off the bat, I says, if you have a phone and it rings in the church service, you've got to donate $100. Anybody remember that? And my phone rang twice. <laughs> I could not believe that it did it. But I forgot to turn the thing off. So I've never said another word about it. But we just look at people today and just give them a mean look. Call but rejected. Get this. Isaiah 65, 12 says, Therefore will I number you to the sword, and ye shall all bow down to the slaughter, because, because, get this, when I called, you did not answer. When I spake, you did not hear. But did evil before mine eyes, and get this, and as a choice, your choice, choose that wherein I delighted not. Can people rebel against God? You see, there's some people say, well, everything's the will of God. God programmed you before you were ever born, and therefore everything is God's will. No, it's not. It's not all God's will. Because you, see, you could have changed it. You could have been obedient, and it wouldn't have happened to you what did happen because of your rebellion. Look at the next statement. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 24 says, Because I called, and you refused. Can God asked you to do something? If you were to read the word of God and God told you to do something, would you do it? If he walked in here right now, God created the heavens and the earth, and he turned around and looked at you and says, I want you to do this and this and this and this, and I want you to go here and I want you to go there, and he told you what to do, would you do it or argue with God? Give him reasons and excuses why you can't do that. You'd be surprised. Well, you might as well go ahead and figure it out now because when you get to heaven, he's probably going to ask you, why didn't you do what I, I told you what to do? You had a Bible. The preacher told you, and you rebelled. The Bible says, every man shall give account of himself to God. You're going to have to give an account. I do too. It's not, we're just free to do anything we want to do. Nothing matters. Everything matters. Every decision you make matters. This is critical. It's not a game. I mean, this is serious business. God said so. You say, how do you know? I heard his voice. He spoke, and I heard him. And so I lived my whole Christian life in fear and trembling that I'm going to miss the will of God or misunderstand what he says. So I listen as close as I can, and I study back and forth all over the place trying to figure out, is this really what he says? Is this really what he wants me to do? Faith is coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Called and accepted. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath what? Everlasting life. So some people hear it. Some people believe it. And they'll have everlasting life. And they'll go to heaven. And there'll be other people that will reject it. In this room right here, there's probably people who have accepted Christ. And there may be people who have not accepted Christ. And you can have your own reasons. But whatever they are. When we get to heaven, it won't be no skin off my nose. Because they, I, I didn't die for you. 
when I get to heaven, I'm going to see the one who died for me. And you're going to see the one, and he's going to judge you. And the Bible says you'll be cast into the lake of fire forever by the same one you reject today. Nobody can make you believe. Now look at the next statement. Number two, the call for service. So as you read the word of God and you listen to the voice of God, the apostle Paul says in the book of Ephesians in chapter 4 and verse 1, he talks about the word, Greek word doulos, means that um, I am a love slave or a bond slave. I am therefore a prisoner of the Lord. So he said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord, the love slave of Christ. In other words, I don't have to serve God, but I'm a love slave. It means I voluntarily chose to love the Lord to be his slave. And I want to serve the Lord and do whatever he wants me to do for the rest of my life. That's why God used Paul in the greatest way possible. But he heard the voice of God. He was also caught up into heaven and he saw things that were unspeakable. He couldn't talk about. But he saw things and he heard things. But it changed his life. So he says, Beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. So whatever it is that God wants me to do, he wants me to walk worthy. In other words, pleasing God in, at all times in every way possible. In this uh, little statement I got here in the middle, if possible, make this decision to serve God before these three great stress decisions. You see, a lot of people make big decisions that really can stress them out. And the last thing you want is some of all of these things to hit you at the same time. You know, like... Um, is getting married a big decision? You think it's a big decision? No, I don't think so. Yeah, when do you get married? You'll find out. Say love is blind. Yeah, marriage is an eye-opener. <laughs> but you've got to realize there's great decisions for you to make. Number one, before you decide what kind of a job you want to have. You know, everybody's always asking, what would you like to be when you grow up? What would you like to do? Where would you like to go? So all these big decisions you've got to make. And nobody asks, you know, what does God want me to do? Before you decide upon a job, what do you think God wants you to do? You only get one trip in life. One trip through. No reruns, no replays, just one trip through life. And don't you want to get it right? I feel like with my life, I could have become a lot of things. I think I could have been a banker. <laughs> probably been in jail for stealing. But anyway, I could have been a banker. I could have been a lawyer. I probably could have been a good car salesman. I think I could have taught people into buying a piece of junk. Because I know every trick. Now, they've done, done it to me. And you buy that, that car, you know, this is, this is the beauty of all beauties. <laughs> and it was a lemon. Have you ever bought a lemon? Don't it hurt? I could do a lot of things, and so could you. And if you work at something long enough and you can go to school and take any class on any subject and so forth, and you can work and develop skills and so forth, and you can do a lot of things. And then when your life is all over with, what then? Oh, well, you stand before God. Oh, what then? And he tells you, this was my word, and this is what I wanted you to do. And you did everything but this. And you might talk, my Lord, you ought to see how much money I made. You ought to see my house I had down there. You really think God's going to be impressed? Well, Lord, you all see, all those people, they thought I was really something. They lifted me up and they gave me praise, honor, and glory. And God says, yeah, and you've got all you're going to get because you're not getting none from me. Aren't you glad going to heaven is a gift? It's totally free. It has nothing to do with what you do for him. But what reward you have in heaven depends upon what you did for him.
Do you love him more than anything else in the world? And so that's why you read and you study what the Word of God says. So before you decide what kind of a job you want, I've had people say, well, I want this trade. I want to do this job and blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people say, you can do it. You can. But have you weighed that against the will of God? Maybe God had something better. I would not stoop to be the president of the United States if I believed God wanted me to be a pastor or a missionary on a foreign field. I wouldn't care if it's the will of God. And God has something special for me. I'd want that more than anything else you could ever do. And it doesn't matter how much money you make in life. That's not what success is determined by. Not by the abundance of a, that which a man possesses. Did you do what God wanted? So you check with your job. The foolish things that we do. But, but we do them. But where would you like to go? You know, I never determined a destination after I decided to serve the Lord. Based upon what I wanted, I decided... Where does God want me to go based upon what does he want me to do? And that's how I wind up in Indian camps in Colorado and Georgia. That's why I'm here. It's not because look at all the things you're going to get. No, it's is that where God wants me. And when you believe that that's where God wants, and then if nothing else matters, just do what God, you, God wants. Marriage selection. Let me dwell on here just for a second. You see, I believe this is so very important. If you want to serve the Lord, now if you don't want to serve the Lord, none of this matters. It don't care. Do whatever you want to do. But if it matters, if whatever God wants for me and where he wants me to go and where, what he wants me to be, uh, then is that woman that I choose or that man that you choose, is that going to be important? In other words, is that woman, is she going to help me be stronger and greater for the will of God and whatever God wants me to have? Or is she going to pull me down? Is she going to be a blessing or is she going to be a curse? You've got decisions to make. So when should you decide upon that date? You should never date anyone you would never consider for marriage. If she's not good enough for marriage, she's not good enough to date. You're running a risk. But you should only consider your need of the opposite sex for marriage as it relates to your service for the Lord. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? I can do what I do for the Lord in the ministry because I've got a wife like I've got. If I didn't have a wife like I have, I couldn't do what I do. And you tell me whether or not that's important or not. If it's nothing more than just your state of mind. To know I got a good woman who's behind me. Now a lot of, you know, good women behind them. And uh, sometimes they're trying to figure out where to put the knife, but I'm talking about taking me behind you. But you better find out, does this girl that I want to marry or this man that I want to marry, do they want God's will for their life? And your purpose is try to help that man be a success to God in that ministry, whatever it might be. Remember, if you don't understand what I'm saying, it's because you have not heard the voice of God. If you read the Bible, you'll know that what I'm telling you is what the Word of God teaches. I'm not teaching you Yankeeology. I'm telling you what the Word of God says. And what I tell you, I can back it up and I can say, God said, God said, God said. Is these things important or not? It makes a difference on how you raise your kids, where you live, what you do with your money, who you support. It has everything to do with your life. So God says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. 
All right, if I follow the Lord, I want a woman who's going to follow the Lord. And if she won't follow God, she won't follow me. If she doesn't love God, she won't love me. And if that man, if he doesn't love God, he won't love her. Or you can use each other and you get along and we're happy and so blah, 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 blah. I'm not talking about that. There's a lot of people having good marriages, having good kids, but we got enough good kids. They're not serving God. If they don't serve God and put God first, they're not where they ought to be. You can come to church, but if you're not doing what you're doing because you love the Lord, something's missing spiritually in your life. All the other stuff, it doesn't matter. Are you right with God? Are you listening to his voice? Are you studying his word? Do you spend time with the Lord? Can God talk to you? So I don't have time. Lord, I want to talk to you, but I didn't have time. You didn't give me enough time. Everybody else got 24 hours a day, but I needed 26. And I'm sure God understands all of that. Look at the next statement. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Should a Christian date a lost person? No. No, that's, that's over. But do they do it? Yeah. Is there a price to pay? Yeah. Now, sometimes you can win that other person to the Lord. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And he said unto them, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Will he or will she accept God's will in vocation concerning the job you're going to have or the place you want to live? The woman, will she follow that man wherever she believes, where God wants to lead him, and she, she will follow? Look at the next statement there. Will he, she, accept God's will about one thing, reaching, pressing toward the mark for the prize and doing the will of God? In other words, I want me and my wife to have, we just want that prize, whatever it may be, that we did the will of God. And we press on and we keep working toward it because we want God's will for our life more than anything else in the world. And I believe that God will bless us because of that. We've only had one main focus in our whole life in 50-something years. We've only lived for one main thing. And that's, what is God's word? Read the word. Let God talk to you. You ought to spend time going through it over and over and over again. Some of you might need to take a, a college in the Bible class, in, in the college. Learn what you can. You can only take one class. Take one class. Come on a Monday night. Good thing. Come on Monday night. Tuesday night. What's well, coming on Tuesday night? Or some of you could just come on a Wednesday night. We teach the Bible too on Wednesday night. Y'all didn't know that, did you? Did you know we actually teach the Bible on Sunday nights? You didn't know that. Did you know that we have a Sunday school class here every Sunday morning? You didn't know that. And all you have to learn the word, learn more of it. And the more you learn, faith grows. Faith comes by hearing. But you got to hear. Hear the voice of God. And you'd be surprised what God will do in your life. And he could turn your life upside down. You say, well, I don't want to dis disturb the waters. I'm fine. Just the way I'm. I'm just waiting until I check out of here. I'm just on the downhill slide now. I'm just, I've already knocked it out of gear. <laughs> my plate's full. Boy, I haven't heard that. Oh, my plate's full. Get a bigger plate. Some of y'all kind of a little sauce. Have you ever seen you go into these lines that they have? Oh, you can eat buffets. <laughs> the first plate. It's a little bitty plate like that. The first thing I do is I look for the biggest plate I can find. And if you've seen some of them, they'll get one plate. This is for the salad. And this plate here, well, this is for the, uh, the food. Uh, this one here is for the, uh, the dessert. And they got three plates on there. And they, I want to, did you ever hear about you can come back? 
and he, they, little hogs. And I was always afraid, you know, they're not going to put no more shrimp out. They're going to know, and then they're going to get them all. So I got to get it while I'm there. And Lord, no, no. Have you ever had your eyes bigger than your tummy? Wouldn't it be something if we were that way with the Lord? Where the studying of God's word motivated you beyond the ability to perform. Where you wanted to do so much for God and you just, man, you want all the time you can get. And do all that you can. Be involved as much as you possibly can. God loves us. He really does. And down at the bottom, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Look, you can't go back, but you can go forward. And your future will be just like your past unless you make a change. How you doing? You want something better? Make it better. You want to do more for the Lord? Then do what it takes to do it. Don't get stagnant. Some people get in a rut. You know what a rut is? It's a grave that's open on both ends and people walk in slow and you just need somebody to kick the dirt in on you. And some people are just walking around and they're already dead. They're not doing anything. They have no spiritual life whatsoever because they do nothing spiritually. They just live in the flesh. They live in the world. And that's, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. But life's going to end. And one day we'll stand before the Lord. Look up here. Now watch this very closely. This is so important. I had somebody who just emailed me this morning and says, I just want to thank you for leading me to Christ. And they mentioned some message that they heard on YouTube. Somebody on YouTube emailed me just to tell me that they appreciate the work that's been done and that they trusted Christ as Savior. And they just emailed me and let me know. And then they sent, uh, I think it was $25 to help on the Internet. Now, they don't have to do that, but I appreciate them doing it. I'm just thankful that we have an outreach. And there's people that are watching right now. And I want them to know, just like I want you to know, how to have the free gift of everlasting life. So this is about not how you live your life. This is talking about how to receive eternal life, this immortality through the gospel. Now, what I want to explain now is what the gospel is. This is uh, some bad news, and then we'll get to good news. The bad news is, letting this hand represent you and me, the bad news is God says that we're all sinners. And the bad news is that uh, the wages of sin is death. It means we're all going to die and be eternally separated from God. And more bad news is that you have to be perfect to go to heaven and we're not. And that's bad news. And some more bad news is that you can't save yourself. You can't earn your way to heaven. But I got some good news. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord, God in the flesh. He came into this world because he loves us. Now that's good news. And he lived a perfect life. Didn't do anything wrong. That's good news. And so he didn't have to die. That's good news. But because he loved us, he was going to take all the sin of all the world, pay for it on the cross. And that's good news. He came back from the dead. That's good news. And he said, all that I had to do is believe he did it for me. That's good news. And he said, if I would believe it, I could know I have eternal life and know that I'm going to heaven when I die. That's good news. So the gospel is good news about how us wicked old sinners that can't save ourselves can have the free gift of everlasting life by believing that what Christ did, he did it for us. And when we believe it, he gives us as a free gift everlasting life, and we go to heaven on what Christ did for us. Now, did you hear what I had to say? Did did y'all hear that? 
So you can say, I heard what God said. And he that heareth my word and believeth on him, that's me, hath what? Everlasting life. And has passed from death unto life when you believe it. Let's pray, shall we? With his bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around, I pray that everything that I've said made sense to you because I believe that people can hear and see and understand and desire and hunger and thirst and can believe. You can reject, but you can also accept. So if you have never trusted Christ as your Savior in the quietness of this moment, I want you to know that God loves you and so do I. God wants you to have eternal life, so do I. That's why I tell it. But God knows something I don't know. He knows if you believe it. And I don't. So I'm going to ask you, with heads by eyes closed, if you do believe on Jesus Christ this morning, you've never trusted Christ to save you before, but you understand it now, and said, I want to know I have eternal life, know that I'm going to heaven when I die, and preach our life for you to know, and life for you to pray for him. So I'm not going to have you forward, I'm not going to embarrass you, but right where you're sitting, if what I've said made sense, you said, preacher, would you pray for me? Would you just slip your hand up very quickly, put it right back down, is there anyone at all? Anyone at all? If you trust Christ right now, God saves you right now, gives you right now eternal life. And by trusting him, God gives you good salvation, immortality. If you're watching by internet, right on the screen, it says, yes, I'll trust Christ as my Savior. If you're trusting Christ as your Savior this morning, would you just click on that little screen and it lets us know that someone trusted the Lord. For you that are sure you know you have eternal life, do you listen to what God's word has to say? about the vocation you have, whatever the job may be, whatever you're doing, however you're living. When you stand before the Lord, can you say, I, I gave it my best. And I want God to be able to say, well done, thou good and faithful service, into thou unto the joys of the Lord. That day will happen. It will come. And it may be today. Father, we thank you so much for all you've done for us, for giving us the free gift of eternal life. And given us a, a choice where we can choose to serve you. And we thank you for all you've done for us. Thank you for each person here. And use us for your honor and glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.